Sandra and Noah. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Theater World Podcast. Welcome. My name's Noah Bender. And I'm Sandra Nemchik. And our guest this week is a wardrobe professional who has worked as a Broadway dresser on The Phantom of the Opera, Cabaret, Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, and currently the revival of Sweeney Todd starring Josh Groban. Please welcome Emma Atherton. <laughs> Hi, nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Hi, Thank Emma. So Thanks much. for making the time for us on a two-show day. Yeah. Mm. How how long are you at the theater today? Um, usually I get there around eleven thirty and a.m. and I um am there until eleven thirty p.m. Ooh! Wow! I mean, a two, a two show day must be a marathon for someone like you. It is for sure. I mean, um, it's not quite as grueling as it is for the performers, certainly, but sure. um. Technically, the hours are longer, so it's diff it's difficult in a different way. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you have to be there if there's like any wardrobe malfunctions too. You know, like, oh no, my button's not buttoning, and you're like, <laughs> gotta go. Like, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, it keeps you on your toes. Well, yeah, I mean, I just I want to ask, like, what does a dresser do during the show? Um, so there's kind of different aspects of being a dresser. So yeah. first and foremost is taking care of the costumes and executing quick changes throughout the show, making sure that um, the costumes are where they need to be, you know, backstage or in the dressing rooms or preset for a quick change in like scene three of act two or whatever. Um, so that's the first aspect. And then particularly when you're dressing a principal or um, focusing on a smaller group of people, you're really taking care of their personal needs and just making sure that they're comfortable basically the entire time they're in the building so that they have their water and their tea and their lozenges and they have dinner between shows and they know who their guests are that night and you've worked out um, how long they want to spend with each guest and if they want to take a photo with them, if they mm -hmm. don't, you know, all that kind of so stuff. So some like kind of liaison duties even. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like an in-theater assistant, personal assistant in a way. Mm -hmm. Do you wear like a fanny pack with like a whole bunch of like, you know, sewing kit and like mouth wash and all that <laughs> stuff in there? Yeah, so everybody, um, every dresser has a different apron set up, but I mm -hmm. have one. Um, that I carry with me show to show and um, what's in there kind of depends on who I'm dressing and mm -hmm. also the types of costumes that I'm dealing with. Um, but yes, we do. So for Sweeney Todd, little... who are you dealing with right now? Um, I'm dressing Josh Groban, Ooh. who plays Sweeney. Um, and yeah, I'm so honored to be dressing him for the second time. Um, I dressed him on Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. Xander's favorite show. My favorite musical, honestly. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, I also think it was a really special show and I'm so glad that um, it made it to Broadway. Mm -hmm. um, and then he asked me to come along with him and do Sweeney. So I feel so honored to be able to, you know, follow him around all day. <laughs> That's really cool that you have that work relationship with him, you know, that he really like trusts you from last time. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. It seems like a special you, bond to have. Yeah. 
So it, Sweeney it, Todd, is there quick changes and stuff like that? Like that are actually like he does like, or does he just put a jacket on and that's it? Yeah, it's a very, very easy costume show. Um, mm -hmm. There are no quick changes. Um, although it, there are more costumes in this than there were in Great Comet. <laughs> um, but yes, the co costume wise, it's very, very easy with the exception of the blood. Um, Oh yeah, you have to get blood out of everything. I assume every night. Yeah, so I, I forgot about that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a huge aspect of the job, and lucky for me, I um, kind of get to hand it off to the amazing laundry people. One of which we call like the blood specialist. <laughs> um, so I just like hand off the laundry, but we have to be very careful about um, where like what it touches so we have special blood baskets that are labeled blood so anything that could potentially have blood on it gets thrown into the blood basket and that like can't touch anything else we're gonna take this whole clip out of context and where you're just yeah. talking about putting things in blood baskets and... <laughs> with arms and legs and stuff like that <laughs> yeah what's perfect. the blood made of um i think it's corn syrup um, but I'm not positive. There's also different kinds of blood. Um, so there's like the kind that gets kind of squirted and then there's the kind that like they put on themselves, which is a little bit thicker. Yeah. Um, and I think that's called like second scab or sca something scab. I've seen the jars of a it. It's special pretty blood. Yeah. Yeah. Know. That's yeah, I've, cool. I've always wanted to work with blood on stage. I've been murdered on stage, but I've never had blood splattered everywhere. Don't worry, Noah. You'll get your turn. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, I, lo I love these dark shows. I mean, I want to ask you about probably a much denser costume show and something much more complex. I want to talk about your experience on Spider-Man, Turn Off the Dark. Um, yeah. Because that is a special piece of Broadway history that is often overlooked for the huge spectacle it was but the the costumes on that show were were so intricate and amazing and creative yeah. can you talk about what was what it was like being a part of that pr uh, production yeah um so that was my second show that i ever did i was a swing on that show mm -hmm. um so that just means that um you know if there were wardrobe people who were sick or on vacation i would learn their track and swing into their track um so I, I didn't even know dressers had swings like that. Uh, yeah, because it's just such a specific, each person has a very specific track. And right. you, know, you have to know that in this change, you only do the zipper while somebody else is doing the snap or whatever, depending like in a quick change to the specific detail. Um, so each person has a track and they have multiple swings who know their tracks. Um, but yeah, it was an incredible show to work on. There were so, some really amazing costumes. I um, constantly would do day work there, and I a couple times did day work on the puppets. Um, mm. And I, like, there was this one guy. I don't really know all of the characters or their names anymore, but that big guy who had the bees all over him. I don't know. I haven't seen the show. Yeah, uh, I just know I the music. Know you, I don't know if you like read the comics or anything, but. Mm -hmm. um, um, Must be bee guy, I, for real. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I one day I like my job was to repaint the bees. And then another day I had to like 
I think there was one guy called Electra or something, and he had mm-hmm. um, he had these like wires all over the costume that were threaded through these channels, yeah. and I had to make sure that they were all threaded and that they were still in there. It was such a crazy experience and something I haven't experienced again. Since Sounds like that. there's like a lot of upkeep and maintenance for that show. Absolutely, yeah. There's like yeah. a lot of stunts and everything like that that things could be jostled and moved around so when you're backstage changing these people are you wearing like a a flashlight on your head like what's going on yeah um so the i think the original and most common way was to have a bite light um Mm -hmm. so you just put it in your mouth and bite um and the light flash or you know is illuminated um but a lot of people have found that that really hurts their jaw and yeah i wouldn't want to have something in my mouth like that yeah, and it's also really hard to talk when you're doing mm-hmm. that. Not that you want to be talking, but like if you need to give direction to somebody. Yeah, like put your foot in. Yeah. Um, so I like to wear an over ear light. Um, so mm. it just goes over your ear. It kind of looks like one of those Bluetooth phones. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can just press it and it will stay on until you press it off. Um, and it kind of goes wherever your head goes. Other people wear headlamps um so yeah everybody has their own thing but it's kind of fun it, it's just something that people don't think about that's happening backstage yeah it's yeah. one of the unseen parts of the production that is crucial to keeping it running yeah yeah so like a typical quick change let's say you're doing a really fast quick change and it has to be a full outfit to a full outfit what would that look like um so I just think you missed a couple of my um, shows on the, uh, the thing that you were reading earlier. Oh. Um, I just left Hamilton to come um, Sweeney oh. Todd. Oh, cool. Um, so you do have a full costume, do a full costume with like buttons and everything. Yeah, well, um, I was dressing the Schuyler sisters over there. and That's cool. We, yeah, and um, we had one change. It wasn't super fast. It was maybe, I mean, not super fast is like a minute, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And we would change Eliza out of one dress and into another dress um, with a belly pad to make her look pregnant. Mm-hmm. And um, y- y- usually it's sort of like a pit crew. Like, um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. She would run off and I would unzip the back and somebody else was unzipping her wrist. Um, her wrist zips and then we would the other person would hold the dress and bring it to the floor and then we have the second dress puddled on the floor and she just steps into it and i pull it up i zip the other person does a snap you know so it's just like every single detail is very specific and then the other dresser gets the water for her while i'm making sure that the dress is you know poofed right and sitting sitting pretty and so she's all ready to yeah. run now wow yeah it's a total process i love is. i love watching those videos i'm sure you've seen of like you know the, the 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 mary poppins quick change or like the amazing like kelly o'hara king and i quick change where yeah. it's like someone's still singing as they're good during their quick change or like yeah they're just like stepping in and there's four people just adorning oh, yeah. them the, and, uh, and placing things diana musical where she steps into a dress and you're like whoa I know, I know. Amazing. Um, I before the pandemic, I worked on Frozen, and some of those quick changes were mm-hmm. 
Oh, incredible. <laughs> I mean, it's the was magic it, that makes it look invisible. Yeah. Was there ever a time where you had like a, a like a half a second before you somebody had to come on and you're like, oh my gosh, we made it. Oh, yeah. So in Frozen, I had the fastest quick change in the show, which was either six or eight seconds. I don't remember specifically. Um, and it was also with the youngest person in the show. So it was with mm -hmm. the young Anna. Mm -hmm. um, and she would run off stage and we would pull off a nightgown. She would step into a pair of shoes, which were inside a puddled dress. And then we would bring the dress up, zip it, and then she would run out. Um, Damn. But, but what made it hard was she was in these stockings because, well, she was in these stockings and she would run off stage in just the stockings, which was kind of dangerous. She could slip. So the bottom of the stockings had grippies on them. So she mm, wouldn't like some tread. Yeah. But that made it hard for her to slip into the shoes. Ah. So we to powder the shoes heavily before she stepped into them so that she could just slide right in. Mm -hmm. Um so there are all these little things that you have to kind of uh life works. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. I assume that you have rehearsals for these quick changes. Absolutely. Um and you know when you have an understudy go on who's never done it before, if it's a very quick change, you do have a quick change rehearsal. Right yeah um is it during the fight call usually or like when when do you yeah. usually have these yeah it would be before the show um hopefully before half hour so that we don't have to interrupt the actor's um usual routine but yeah it's sometime in there wow that i mean this this is so cool to hear all these you know behind the scenes secrets of you know theater at the highest level um, I want to know, like, how do you break in as a dresser? Like, what what drew you to this uh, niche? Um, I kind of came in a unique way in that my mom is a conductor on Broadway. Mm. So she has worked on Broadway for my entire life. And um, she mostly does Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals. And Ooh. for my childhood, she for the entire run, she was on Phantom of the Opera. Wait, is um, your mom the one that conducts without a score? I think so. She's Kristen. Blatt. Oh my gosh, I saw. Yeah, I saw her. She's great. Yeah. Um, wow. She's, she's pretty amazing. Um, I saw that you had Sammy Cannell on here a few weeks ago, and my yeah. mom is doing um Evita with her. And oh, that's so fun. Yeah, she conducted the Evita at City Center that Sammy did. Um, but anyway, back to the question. Um, she was on Phantom for my whole childhood and i she said why don't you come in one summer between college and just see maybe if you could like trail a person in the wardrobe department and i said okay so i reached out to the um wardrobe supervisor and i said would it be possible for me to just see what it's like working in wardrobe and she said sure come in um so i watched a show trailing a specific dresser and then at the end of the show uh, the supervisor said, "Okay, so come back tomorrow, and you'll 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 do it this time while the dresser watches you." And I was like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that you were gonna offer me this." It was your audition. <laughs> yeah, and um, I couldn't believe it. And that summer, I learned to dress like five acts at Phantom, and I swung there, 
And then um, after college, I came back and continued swinging at Phantom and then started swinging at Spider-Man. And uh, so I, I was very lucky in that I didn't have to um, slug it out in the way that other people sometimes go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Phantom is kind of the deep end of intricate costuming with so many actors and so many details in that show. Yeah, it certainly was an interesting place to start um, for many minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, couldn't you start me on Fun Home or like a contemporary musical with normal no, clothes? Phantom. <laughs> I know, exactly. Did yeah. you have to quick change Christine at one point? Yes, I did learn the Christine track. Um, I think the fastest change is um, out of the boat into the wedding dress, which is like 32 or 36 seconds. Um, It's right when Raoul jumps off the bridge. Um, And that is a scary one. There's a lot. (laughs) There's a lot of pressure on that one. Wow. I mean, do you do you view a Broadway show differently as a spectator now? Um, you know, you would think that I would, but when I watch shows, I try so hard to focus on the costumes, like watch what they came in to that scene in and then keep your eye on that person and see how many times they change. And I get so lost in the show that I often forget. (laughs) Even when I'm watching, even when I'm watching a show to learn it for myself, um, when I started learning Hamilton, I trailed a few times and then I was lucky enough to have the the Apple TV version or right. Disney, you know. The um, yeah, and I tried to watch it keeping in mind like and then I do this change and mm-hmm. it's just that kind of show where you get so wrapped up in it that you kind of can't help yourself but dive deep into it and forget everything about the work you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a lot going on in that show that you can just like get lost in entirely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, shall we move to our theater world lightning round? Absolutely. Got a a few rapid fire questions about your uh, experience and taste. Okay. Okay, Emma, first question. Who is your favorite Broadway diva? Well, okay. So what makes a diva? That's my question. Oh, it could be somebody who's like diva with a capital D who's like a diva or Uh diva who is somebody that you really admire on Broadway. I think like a... A, a female actor with a magnetic personality on stage, someone okay. who commands their presence mm-hmm. and okay. just has some iconic numbers. And we yeah. don't want to tell you who we're thinking of because we don't want to give that away. <laughs> okay. Um, well, there are so many obvious ones and so many like classic divas. Of but course. I would say um, for me, a diva that I have worked with and I think is incredible is Casey Levy. Um, From Frozen. Yes, I worked with her on Frozen, um, and I also would swing up to her track, dressing her as Elsa when her um, when her dresser wasn't there. And then uh, before the pandemic, she her dresser wasn't available, so she actually asked me to go with her to Carolina Change. Um, mm-hmm. And she is such a wonderful, kind, humble person, and she also never never fails to like belt her heart out and i mean if you watch the footage of her singing let it go on the tonys i was backstage oh my gosh it was such an amazing performance 
And she just, you know, has a voice that never fails her and is so kind and lovely and a great mother. And so I really respect and admire her. Yeah, that's important for a diva, I think. And, you know, we don't want those prima donnas anymore. Yeah, yeah. And she's not that. Yeah, I feel like with yeah. originating such an iconic role like Elsa, she definitely graduated into like the class of, you know, mm -hmm. the pantheon diva. of Broadway divas. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, so the second question, what is the hardest garment to work with? Ooh, oh my gosh. That's a good question. I would say anything with multiple layers on it, like dresses with, um, you know, underskirts and corsets. And sometimes when costume designers or costume builders don't think about what goes into a quick change, they will build it with either multiple small hooks or small like very small snaps or buttons and no velcro and, there yeah so, sometimes we just say like it's got to go we got to mm -hmm. <laughs> rip it out i <laughs> mean were you i mean i assume were you involved in the elsa quick change like the big iconic one um yes that's a that's a, a, a classic one with multiple parts and tearaways and and whatnot yes yes it was very intimidating um putting that on her and being a part of that change because in in some ways it was very unsafe um i mean not unsafe but it could be dangerous if things went wrong um so that was scary. like if things get pulled in the wrong mm -hmm. way yeah or if one of the i mean it's still running as a tour so i can't like divulge all the secrets oh, but yeah. you know if one of the um ropes that was connected to how it was pulled off got wrapped around her leg or her arm or something it could be very dangerous yeah um, i think i've seen a like blooper video where elsa's legs get pulled out from under her mid-song yeah i heard that in the out of town um run in denver there were a couple times where she was knocked flat on her back when the dress Ooh. was pulled um so that was scary. Very intimidating to work on that yeah yeah it's so quick and it's the climax of that number yeah can you can you say how many people are involved in like just that quick change or is that too much um yeah so um putting the tear away and the cape on her there were four dressers and a hair person i if i remember correctly mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, you really just yeah. got to let it go. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah. When I hear that song, it still kind of gives me heart palpitations. It's probably, yeah, like war flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I have I have a son and I, and I was kind of like so happy that it was a boy because I was like, oh, I have to watch <laughs> oh, Frozen. not going to have to watch Frozen every day. But he loves Frozen. Oh, <laughs> no. Frozen's appealing to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. Kids go through the age where they find a movie that they like and they want to watch it seven times a day. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and you can't hide it anymore, like DVDs. That, <laughs> I used to hide like things from my sister. I'd be like, oh, we're not watching Wizard of Oz anymore. I know. It's terrible. He sees it and then he starts screaming if we don't put it on. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Does yeah. he have an appreciation for live theater? Oh, yes. Uh, my mom started him when he was like three months old on The Music Man. Um, oh. oh, nice. Movie. Yeah. And so he loves old musicals, Music Man, Singing in the Rain, Hello, Dolly. 
uh, and he just started getting into Hamilton, which hey. shocked me. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Kids love you know, the apple doesn't fall far, fall from the tree, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question. Can you re can you recall the earliest show that got you into theater? Definitely Phantom. Yeah, I mean, probably being so surrounded by it as a kid. Yeah, yeah. My mom conducted it for the first time when she was seven months pregnant with me. Uh -huh. um, and my father was in it. So um, it was something I grew up hearing since I was in the in the womb. Um, I would sing All I Ask of You to my kindergarten best friend <laughs> in, the, in the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um it that was my first show absolutely that's yeah. awesome yeah all right and uh what show or song or moment always makes you cry um the song that the mother sings to evan hansen during during in Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, yeah. So big, so small. Yeah. Yeah, the one that got cut in the movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I can't even listen to it to tell you why it makes me cry anymore because when I watched the show, I just was like heaving. <laughs> yeah, that's a really big cry moment. I agree. Um, yeah, yeah. My mom and I are very, very close. And um, my, my, parents split up when I was quite young and my mom and I were together for many years, just the two of us. And so that song hits home really hard and it's yeah. just very yeah. hard for me to listen to. <laughs> yeah. That's a yeah. song that really makes you like understand your mother better. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't listen to Dear Evan Hansen because I still have a vendetta against it because the Great Comet didn't win a lot of awards. Uh, <laughs> 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 so that's my, my take on that. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. If it had been a different year, I think we honestly a lot more. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. That that's like the that that's like the most contentious Tonys in recent memory. I feel like everybody goes back to that. I threw things at this TV. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think we had to laugh this year when it was like parade and Sweeney and Ben against Josh again. Mm -hmm. and oh, it was yeah. like, they, I mean, I was in the dressing room with them at the Tonys and they get along so well and, sure. and Ben is so nice and, you know, it was, there's nothing there, but it was just funny to have that happen again. Yeah. yeah it's like a fake rivalry. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And the final question, Emma, can you recall the single greatest experience you ever had at the theater? This could be backstage in the audience. Just the most memorable, the most, the greatest experience you've ever had in your entire life. <laughs> that is such a hard question because I, I feel very lucky to have experienced some amazing moments in theater history. But personally, for me, it is um, my mom conducted the second to last show of Phantom. Um, and it was the last show that was not just invited. It was like, you know, people could buy tickets uh -huh. to come. Mm -hmm. um, and after the play out, at that point, I was sobbing and everyone had stayed in the audience to watch the play out, um, 
which is rare. You know, usually they start sure. walking out and the the theater's half empty by the time the play out is over. And they were all just standing, watching and listening. And I had run up to the front so that I could watch her from the pit rail. Mm-hmm. And um, she was kind of crying and, and but staying strong to, to conduct it. And I yeah. could see the phantom and Raoul and Christine were standing uh, in between the curtain and the wall of the proscenium watching her. And um, it, it was just a really incredible moment to witness. I have it on video. Uh, it, I think I posted it on one of my Instagrams. Um, and and then the audience stayed for 25 minutes. Hmm. In the, in the- They just didn't wanna leave or, or accept that leave. it was over. Yeah, they didn't want to leave. And then the cast started coming out on stage and talking to them. And then the cast sang happy trails to the audience, Mm. which was funny because the audience didn't know what happy trails was. Right. That's like like a total tradition thing. Yeah. So the cast was singing it and kind of nobody else was. (laughs) (laughs) But it was a really special night. And just watching my mom do that for probably the last time in her life, it was really moving for you was that like closing a chapter in your book like it was um it was very hard i mean that's been a constant for me for my entire life and just thinking that phantom of the opera is not in new york city at the majestic and walking by that theater and not seeing the signs it's still very hard Mm -hmm. Um, it's the end of an era i mean it's it's something that's part of your dna yeah, it is. So I actually thought that it would outlive me. So I know. I mean, surprise. People, yeah, people say it will come back, and I mean, maybe that's a consolation to some people. For me, it's not really because it won't be in the same building with. The, maybe it will be in the same building. I don't know, but with the same people and the, mm-hmm. it's just not the same. You won't smell that smell when you walk into the theater, and just what does it smell like? I've never. I haven't been. Um, it kind of smells like a combination of the dry ice and um, dust and, and yeah. <laughs> <People> do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like dusty old theaters should smell. Yeah. The legacy of that show is unmatched. Yes. There's there's yeah. going to be nothing to touch it. Yeah, I Except totally. Except maybe Wicked. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Well, thank you so much, Emma, for coming yes. on our podcast. This was so interesting to, I, I feel like I learned so much about the behind the scenes action of a major Broadway show. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And, um, you know, I love to talk about being a dresser because I think people really don't know that it's a job and that yeah. it's a very, very interesting one and a fun one. And we need, actually, we need more people to think about other jobs besides being on stage because right. um, there's a real lack of, new young people coming in and there's a lack of diversity in these departments so we need Mm. we need people to know about these jobs yeah i'm sure people think that the actors just slap on their costume and start singing yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah but now this is why we're bringing out different types of things and for our podcast because we want to like learn everything yeah yeah, we don't want to talk to just actors. We want to talk to everyone in the world of theater. <laughs> theater world. <laughs> yes, well, thanks for doing that. I appreciate you guys. And thank you for sharing your time with us. Do you have anything you want to promote or plug? Um, If you're into clothes and fashion and um, particularly slow ethical fashion, follow me on Instagram. My handle is wearing in the wings. 
Cool. Well, we definitely have that in the description and we'll, uh, I mean, buy tickets to Sweeney Todd. Yes. Um, see, see a show on Broadway, see some live theater and uh, pay attention to the wardrobe and everything that's going on behind the scenes. Um, well, uh, if you're not following us already on Instagram, we are at theaterworld underscore presents on Instagram. That's where we post all of our social media and updates and everything. And uh, let's uh, sign off and ha have a great uh, rest of your week and weekend. And we'll see you next time on the Theater World podcast. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Bye.